we're gonna keep it. All righty, we're back. Time to pick up the socks off the legs. I don't know why, but like whenever your socks kind of move down, I don't like that. Really uncomfortable feeling, honestly. You already opened your Diet Coke, though, earlier. I, you know, I recognized that I did that, and I remembered it was a specialty of your podcast. Yes. And I felt bad. That is okay, but it happens. I got a little little spritz going. So. Sad part is I'm out of Diet Coke cans, so I had to buy these out of the vending machine. Yes, and you did get charged double. Yeah, that's kind of, I almost had a bad word right there. I was a little cranky when that happened. But here's the deal, everybody. We're back, better than ever, as per usual. 2020, first interview, a very special guest, friend of mine. And he also did a podcast. I don't know if he still does or not. We're going to talk about that in hot Oh, that face. <laughs> yeah. But a friend of mine, Nolan Flaherty, we're going to get to know him. Nolan, how are we today? Yo, I'm doing great. Happy to be here, you know, with one of my boys, Gang. Jackson. So... Excited to uh, dive into some topics with you, my friend. Well, thank you. Here's like, let's get a little bit of background information because not everybody that's going to listen to this is going to know you. You're from Oswego, yeah? Oswego, Illinois. Northern Illinois. Yeah, northern uh, suburb of Chicago. So, okay. it's, it's west of Chicago, a little, little southwest. You miss home at all? Um, Actually, I do, sort of right now. My parents are, uh, they're living it up right now. They're in the Caribbean. Wow. You know? So... Uh, usually that's a time when my grandparents come home, you know, we spend a lot of time. They look after us, usually my parents leave for like a trip or something. So, you know, I, I do miss home a little bit, but uh, I, I'm call, I've been calling Springfield home uh, lately and might be staying here for the summer, so I'm excited. Yeah. What are you going to do over the summer? I got a new research position on campus. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's combining like finance and policy, which is everything I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if they give me the uh, the funds, if they have the funds, uh, they, they're going to have me on for the summer. So I'll be in Springfield. Really? Yes, sir. Are you going to be living here, like on campus? Um, probably, probably end up living with my cousin. Uh, I haven't talked to him about this, so if he's listening, uh, um, uh, <laughs> I would love some free rent. But, uh, but yeah, hoping to stay in Springfield area for the summer. But I do miss home from time to time. So I got you. So what made you, like, did you always know that you wanted to come to college? Yeah, I was always a college guy, you know, I, I was pretty try-hard in high school. Um, I had, my sister was a really good student, so, you know, I was always, like, you know, trying to reach that level, because I'm a really competitive guy, and uh, so, yeah, I was always a college guy, um, but the problem was I didn't really know where I wanted to go, um, so UAS just kind of popped up on the radar, really, um, I was coming back from a visit, where, where was it, I don't even know, I think might have been Wisconsin Whitewater or something. Huh. Um, and I think I saw a UIS billboard somewhere. No. Like, what, my first reaction was, you know, what the hell is UIS? Mm-hmm. I heard of U of I. I heard of UIC. You know, they're, they're closer to me. They're bigger. But, uh, but yeah. So I was a college guy, but I didn't know about UIS for sure. So mm-hmm. Is there a reason that you wanted to come south instead of staying close to home? Um, you know, I always preached how I hated the south. Like... Uh, you know, just, they, they get the <laughs> reputation of you know some hillbillies. This is obviously not the, the true south, but you know hillbillies down south, Alabama, Georgia. You know, your standard uh, standard weirdos in society live down there. You know, standard uh, Trump flags flying, Confederacy flags flying in the south. So you know, I was never like a guy that was going to go to Alabama or something like that. But uh, I was always interested, at least later half of my high school in politics. So. I figured, you know, the state capital would be the best place, and evidently that is three hours south of, you know, where I live, so mm-hmm. um, I think I've had a lot of good opportunities here, and I'd like to continue that, so. And what's your major again? <sighs> Got the, people ask me this, and it's a complete mouthful, so I will, I will dissect it for you. It's going to take me, do. it's about to take me about a minute. That's all right. Um, so I came in as a poli-sci major. Mm-hmm. I still have that major. I added a double major. Um, with business administration with a financial concentration. Nice. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on into this. And, uh, but yeah, I wanted to major in finance, but I realized I don't have that as a a direct major. It's only a minor here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did the financial concentration with business. Um, Right now, I'm liking it, but no. Okay. Um, I I think I took a step back from poli-sci just because I realized, you know, if I want to be in a specialized like field, like 
I want to work in like a government agency at some point in my life, you know, um, doing like policy stuff. That political science is a little bit too broad for what I was looking at doing, so I uh, I made my major even more broad. Yeah, you so, know, so gave myself double the work, but you know, I'm liking it so far. So cast a wide net. Yeah, I did cast a wide net, and uh, I am open to changing my major again. So we'll see. okay, but I, I think I'll stick with the business side, but probably side might end up being a minor. If I uh, if I get lazy here, just only want to do a certain amount of credits, but I don't blame you. I came in as a political science major, and now it's my minor. Yeah, so I think I might put it on the back burner for a bit. I mean, poli sci is in so many different disciplines. Like you can learn a lot of stuff that about politics and like about political procedures from just learning about other stuff because you know government's kind of related in everything. So. So what made you decide that you were interested in politics and stuff like that? Um, I took a class. Um, high school and it was called AP seminar AP research had some great professors um, yeah I, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing in high school I just tried hard liked sports mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't know I just kind of found a, fa- a passion with it and I think really honestly Donald Trump is you know part of the reason I got so interested in politics not because I like him I think he's a douche but <laughs> um, but uh, just the it was such an active political cycle in 2016. And, like, everyone was into it. You know, there was – it was so highly covered because of how controversial of a candidate he was. Yeah. I think that really made me like, you know, just being interested in that type of stuff. So I, I really ran with the whole uh, politics thing. And it's something I'll probably pursue later in life, but I, it's not something I want to do. Like, a lot of entry-level, like, jobs out of college for people that study politics are kind of shit. You know, you're, like, working under, like, like big, like – Representatives or someone you're doing like stupid work, you know, getting coffee. You know, uh-huh. I, I didn't want to be like a, a an assistant for like a, a representative. That, that's a that's an unrewarding job out of college. I feel like I want to have something a little bit bigger for like you know the value of my degrees. So. Something that means more to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean I'm paying like so much to. I mean not that much to come here. I mean it's pretty cheap, but that's a significant amount. I mean for me, you know, putting some of my money, my own money towards my degree. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respect that. So we talked a little bit about politics. You used to do a podcast. Yeah. So here's the deal. I know everybody that was on this podcast with you, and they all came from your hometown. Yeah. Uh, Austin was actually on this podcast, and Justin was supposed to be, but alas, he gone. He gone. So, like, what made you decide that you wanted to do that? Um, I think you know, Justin and Austin. And I, you know, we became friends. You know, we. Justin and Austin knew each other pretty much their whole lives. They've been friends since, like, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all from Oswego, went to the same high school. We didn't meet each other until about uh, junior year, really. And uh, it was through that class that I mentioned earlier, you know, the seminar, research courses, that were really about current events and politics. And uh, Justin was always really outspoken. You know, he, <laughs> you know, he's a pretty hard, you know, conservative. And uh, he would just start arguments in class with, like, anyone. He... Uh, there was a substitute teacher one day, and him and this communist girl just argued for about an hour Dang. Uh, during the class. So, you know, he was always trying to, you know, egg us on, try to get us, uh, to, you know, get a really viewpoint for our, ourselves. Because you know, I didn't really have very many views coming into that class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, I do credit him for, like, you know, opening me up and, you know, trying to, trying to you know, look into what I, I thought was right and stuff like that. And... Uh, so yeah, I give him a lot of credit and say that he he helped me, you know, even expose my own voice, started to defend some of the own things that I believe in, and uh, it just became a habit of us talking all the time about politics. We we're like, might as well do something with it, and uh, so yeah, we started a podcast. We ended a podcast about uh, you know, what was the last episode? You know, it had to be about eight months ago. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a while. It's been a hot second. But yeah, Justin, when he made the move to go to Urbana. Because he came to UIS. I will say that he followed me to UIS because I was the first one from our school to say that I was coming here. Um, and then Austin came because he, you know, he he was a great student, got a good scholarship here, so credit to him. But yeah, Austin, or Justin kind of, you know, followed us here, we'll say. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he found his fit with the Air Force ROTC, so. Yeah, we ended up, uh, you know, canceling it because the whole, the whole idea with the podcast was, like, we had a conservative mm-hmm. in Justin – we had a pretty liberal in uh, Austin. And then, you know, I was the kind of moderating, you know, media, mediator voice. I'm more of a middle middle ground. Mm-hmm. I can see both sides pretty easily. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the whole concept of it was kind of just thrown out the window when you lose the conservative. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other conservatives on campus, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but some of them just have some, you know, just, they, they can't argue for shit. Justin, you know, I give him credit. He That man can argue pretty well, so. I remember listening to your episodes, and I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they were they're pretty well received. Uh, we had a, a decent following as well. You know, some random, we... We ended up paying like for like this service, you know, that showed us like where our listeners were, mm-hmm. and there was a, a oddly amount of people that listened from like Philadelphia, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like I have no connect, none of us have any connections from Philadelphia. There are like a couple hundred people, and I was like, what the hell? Uh, I, apparently, the uh, I don't know, the Eagles are listening or something. Philadelphia. You never know. Maybe yeah, sure. They like to argue out there. Maybe who knows? Yeah, it was. Uh, you argue about sports, you get Philly people in Boston, Eastern accents, you know, those strong, thick mm-hmm. accents arguing with each other. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Ironically, like the, you guys were doing your podcast before I did mine. And I always wanted to have like some sort of talk show type thing. That's a dream job, obviously, yada, yeah. yada, yada. But I remember I was in our residence hall. I was walking up the stairs. And Austin or you or some maybe even Justin put you guys got business cards and you put it on like the whiteboard and I saw him like hmm and then I think I heard Austin talking about it and then like the very next day I bought a microphone I was like I respect them for doing it so I Little figured I might as well give it a try yeah. so if you guys if it's any consolation to you guys you guys got me started little inspiration you know Vista Print goes a long way with those business cards <laughs> we got a, we got a good pretty pretty good deal on them and I think we were passing them out to pretty much anyone on campus and a couple of people come up to us you know ask about it um, but yeah that was that was kind of a cool thing you know it, it made people you know like recognize all oh, these idiots doing dorm room politics I mean people would walk by and we'd be screaming in, our, in the dorm at each other like Justin and Austin especially I'm, I'm pretty you know mild mannered like I rarely get pissed about anything but mm-hmm. they would always be yelling so it was always pretty funny just to see the people's reactions from around. So, do people ever ask you why you stopped? Yeah, you know, I have a bunch of friends back home that, uh, you know, I made a little promise to some people because we were supposed to get some merchandise. Oh, really? Um, so, I had been designing dorm room politics hats. I actually had one myself. Wow. And it was it was a shit quality hat. So I, I got the hat off Vista Print too. Vista Print great for business cards, not great for hats. Damn. Shit hats. Keep that in mind. Okay. Um, but, uh, Fair enough. But yeah, dude, uh, they were always grilling me. These people, my friends from back home, you know, they were like, yo, where's the dorm room politics merchandise? You know, where's my hat? You promised me a hat. So that's, I, I really don't get people, some of my family members, closer people that I know, you know, they're like, oh, why didn't you keep doing the podcast? But you know, the, the logistics of it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of our fan, fan base, quote unquote, uh, just complains about you know not having merch, merch. <laughs> because we did we did promise it and did not follow through because of uh, Justin leaving. So damn, I blame it. But the merch was actually it was pretty cool, man. I can show you the design. I would actually like to see it. Yeah. So okay. Well, politics, all of that. You are a part of SGA here, Student Government Association. Yep. I'd like to say it's a fairly big deal. Some people like to argue is like. Yeah, but <laughs> I'd say it's the leading student government on campus. So yeah, I'd say it's fairly important. Like, what made you decide you wanted to do that? You think just like your interest in politics and trying to make a difference on campus? I'm a hundred percent a cloud chaser. No, cloud. No, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, um, SGA, you know, I really I think I would credit Ben Paletti. You know, um, I heard a lot of good things about what he was doing with uh, the ideas that he had, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think he was in there for a half a semester before me, or maybe we got elected at the same time. I don't, I don't remember. But I just heard that you know he was going to come in with a you know fresh organization with SGA because a lot of things in the past you know it just been like a sort of like a simulation. You know people would just come to the meetings, not really do anything mm-hmm. from my understanding. Maybe ask about fixing a couple light poles or stuff <laughs> like that. You know that was that was mostly what SGA was. And I think we really turned it around this year. And uh, but yeah, credit to Ben for just doing. He did a great job with SGA. And he's the current president. Yeah, he's correct. the current president. Just to clarify, and uh, his whole you know staff, the people that he appointed or people that were elected, you know, I think it it really took a step up. So that's really what made me you know interested in. It. I saw that 
there was potential for the organization to actually do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, SGA does have a lot of power on campus. I mean, they're required to attend, like, you know, have a representative for any time, like, a big position gets hired. So, for example, I'm um, on this committee that's hiring you and an, an executive director for, like, this Illinois Policy and Leadership Association that we have on campus and stuff okay. like that. So, you know, we get a say in, like, big decisions on campus. And I think sometimes people don't realize that uh, when they don't, um, I mean, you know, they just brush SGA aside as, you know, something that's just, you know, for fun. But I think a lot of a lot of people took it seriously this year, and I'm, I'm proud of the work we did, so. Okay. And yeah. you're a sophomore now. Yeah, but I'm a sophomore, so, you know, I'm kind of kind of weighing my options, kind of seeing if I want to continue. I feel like I did a lot this year. I I was kind of, you know, vital in helping with the UI's Blue Crew, which has really mm-hmm. been my baby, dude. Um, yeah. This uh, fan section that's really taken off, you know, we got we got a couple hundred followers on Instagram and stuff like that. We got theme nights for basketball games. We uh, we protect the prairie, and uh, you know, I'd like to say that the the home games that we had, you know, we had tailgates before the men's soccer games. I remember those. And the men's soccer team was six one and two at home this season. So you know, that's pretty strong. I want to take all the credit that I can for making you know, <laughs> making the uh, Kiwanis Stadium a uh, a fortress, and also track this year with the the men's basketball team is nine and three at home. So I mean, nice. the fan section, including two top twenty five wins against uh, teams this year. So, you know, the fan section, you know, I, I feel like plays a bigger part than some people realize. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I came to this campus, I, um, one thing I noticed is, you know, I, I love sports. I played sports through high school. Is that there was, like, no no real team spirit. Mm-hmm. Not, not team spirit, but, like, school spirit. Like, you know. No real motivation. No, there's no UIS brand. Like, people mm-hmm. didn't give a shit about UIS. They're like, oh, we have a sports team. Fuck it, you know. People didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that's changed, and that's something I'm proud of. At least for SGA, I've, I put a lot of work into that. So, but yeah, I'm still kind of weighing my options. If I want to, you know, fully go and just work on Blue Crew this year or whatever uh, next year, mm-hmm. or if I want to, you know, run for a higher position, which, which I think I could do, but you know, it takes a lot of uh, organization and, and planning and time and effort, which is uh, something I am sometimes too busy for. So. You feel like you keep yourself really busy? I like to think so. Um, I like being busy, though. I mean, it's it's the only way I get stuff done. If, okay. I'm, if I have nothing to do, I'm always going to put stuff off just to, to sit around and do nothing. So, you know, when I'm busy, I, I plan out my schedule and, you know, I, I get stuff done accordingly. So, Do you feel like you keep ahead of everything that you do, you think? I try to the best I can, but uh, we're human. So True that. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I do have a question, though. Um, with you doing SGA, your major is what it is, what your interests are. Like, the end goal of what you want to do. Like, do you want to eventually run for a political office? Do you want to work for a nonprofit, you think? Would you like to be investing? Anything like It sounds like whenever you said you cast a wide net yeah. type thing, you have a lot of options. So, <laughs> yeah, I do have a lot of options. And there was a scholarship application. I don't know if you applied for it. Institutional scholarship. I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. I just finished it at 2.30 a.m. last night. No, I don't know why I was up. Party time. Again, you know, I'm busy. You know, I get stuff done. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it said, one of the questions was like, you know, how do you plan to use your degree? And I mentioned, like, I have a wide range of, you know, things I could use with this degree. So, you know, I could go a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you talked about working for a nonprofit. So, actually... The uh, research opportunity uh, that I mentioned is actually affiliated with a nonprofit uh, organization called the Volcker Alliance, which does a lot of research in the state budgeting and financial management stuff. I'm super interested in, um, so I could that, that's something I could see myself working for, like a company like that, um, showing like how you know finance and budgeting relates to like plausible policy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, something. Along the lines of first, I wanted to work for you know like a like government agency related to finance. So you know it could be like investigating financial crimes in the FBI or like you know financial re- regulatory agency like you know the FDIC regulating banks stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because you know government jobs give good pensions, so I mean I wouldn't have to worry about you know retirement, mm-hmm. which would ideally be nice. And um, you know I would like to run for office. I think one day. But I don't like the current political climate at all. Yeah. I think it's so divisive. 
and I could go on in hours about this and just how divided, you know, people these days like only vote across party lines. It's just disgusting. Like mm-hmm. you see clear injustices on, on both sides. Like I would like to say on the Republican side more just because I'm a little bit biased. I'd say I'm a liberal bias in the way that I, I look at things. Mm-hmm. But you see clear injustices that are being done, whether it's through campaign donations. The, the idea that you know people should be able to donate X, whatever amount of money, to like these campaigns is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It makes the, the average person not even capable of running for president. You know, you have to have at least a political. I like to use the word clout. And <laughs> I mean, I think the most grassroots campaign that's being run right now is the Democratic Party with Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. He was a, not really a well-known guy. He's a mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Springfield's bigger than South Bend, Indiana. So I mean, it's, we're talking about like the mayor of Springfield running for president type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but even him. He is backed by like all these billionaires. He goes to wine um, like caves and like goes and parties and drinks wine with these billionaires to get them to donate to campaign. What kind of fucked up society do we live in where we can't just go talk to normal people and see what they want out of their governments, get that representation, and you'll have like representatives actually representing their people instead of having to vote with their party every single time. Like, that, that's just what frustrates me about politics. That's why I've kind of, you know... That's why I don't miss the podcast that much. There's stuff that frustrated me so much when I was, was talking about that. Okay. It was it would kind of piss me off, honestly. I got tired of just the continued cycle. That can be draining. It was it was really draining, bro. I'm not going to lie. And, uh... So, yeah, until I see, like... Like, some sort of change or, like... You know, I, I don't feel like I would have any fun in politics right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would just be disgusted consistently whether it's at a state level at a federal level as a representative as a senator i would just not enjoy my time i i know i know people that have worked for the republican party representatives close friends of my dad people like that um from around my area that are state representatives Mm -hmm. and they just i mean they're stand-up guys um like you know just sort of normal conservatives you know stuff like that good people but hated their time in politics yeah couldn't stand it because of you know the you vote one time the wrong way, and you, you're getting so much shit from your other your your uh, you know your other representatives in your party and the stuff like that. You yeah. can't even yeah. It's just it's it's just frustrating. So I could I could rant about it for hours, but yeah, that's that's the basis for why you know, I'm, I'm kind of you know, turning away from politics a little bit, mm-hmm. but hoping later in life you know I can bank on you know if I don't see the change I want you know try to be the change that I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I think I have to have you know sort of some credentials before that, you know, working in a government agency, something like that. So I gotcha. So I'm trying to uh, you know, trying to do my thing. So if you're looking at your end goal, like what you want to do, like I'm guessing you're leaning towards just doing something that hopefully better society. Yeah. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah, that's really what I'd like to do, you know. I don't know what that is, what that looks like, but eventually. I figured because with what you're saying, like Especially with the politics aspects, but also that finance part, like a nonprofit or some sort of charitable don't yeah. organization that you can work for. I mean, I'd imagine that'd be pretty interesting to you. Yeah, I think like some of the best, unfortunately, the best like you know charities are are made by rich people. So mm-hmm. if I can have a little bit of disposable income before, you know, whether it's working on the market, working for the government, you know, making my way up, because I'm you know whatever profession I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna grind. I'm gonna. I love a good challenge, so if I gotta make my way up to you know help others, before, like after, like I don't have a problem doing that. So I respect that. Yeah. So I'll jump back to whenever you were a little bit of a younger. <coughs> I know that you damaged your ACL at one point. Oh my! But you used to play soccer in high school. Yeah, um, you and me both, right? Yeah, I'd say you were a much better soccer player than I was. Maybe I don't. I trust me. I bet <laughs> coach wouldn't put me in too often. <laughs> um, Do you yeah. miss it? Oh, dude, I miss it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I gotta give take what life gives me, and I decided to uh, step in front of DG, uh, one of my friends here at UIS, when he was uh, barreling down the basketball court nice. at a, at a, a very high speed in a championship intramural game, and I decided, you know, I want to win this game. I'm going to try and take a charge on this guy. And, uh, you know, it didn't go well. 
I didn't get the call, first off. We didn't win the game, and I tore my ACL. So, I mean, if that's that's uh, that's taking life with a grain of salt. That was a um, tragic series of events right there. It was, it was a tough one to, to uh, swallow. And it, it made it even worse that, you know, my I'm pretty sure my ACL was torn in March. And uh, I went to an urgent care clinic. Hmm. And, uh, you know, they were like, no, dude, you're, you're, no, you're, you're fine, man. You know, take two weeks. Uh, you know, you got, you got a, a, a knee sprain or something. And, you know, you'll be fine. You'll take two weeks. You get back to your normal activity. You know, make sure you ice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, whatever. Fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm a young guy. I'll be fine in two weeks. Did some icing. Got back into, you know, my, my normal scheme of things. And uh, continuously just felt a ton of knee pain all the time and I'm like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. get to the summer um, after I you know I just been continuously fucking up my knee like every week um, I get to the summer and I play basketball with my friends and we have this tournament every year it's called the the OP um, for Oswego like, I think it was back when we were like 6th graders or something. we call it the Oswego party part of the uh, part of the this illustrious party was uh, playing a basketball tournament, 2v2, 3v3, something along those lines. Uh-huh. And I played in the, you know, the tournament, and, you know, the first game, hit a game winner, you know, had a, uh, it, was, it was a prelim, like a qualifier, hit a game winner on top of the world. Second game, I go up for a rebound, you know, because I'm still playing basketball. This is like three months after I, I'm pretty sure I throw my ACL. And I'm still playing basketball, I don't know why. Um, so, you know, I thought it was fine, really. The guy told me it was fine. And uh, I go for a rebound, and my little knee just collapses. Oh. Yeah, worst feeling in the world, dude. Had my friends laughing at me, calling me a bitch. They're like, oh, dude, <laughs> They're like, you're fine, bro. Get up. Oh. Yeah. Little did they know, I fucking tore my ACL. So, you know, they got an earful the, the next couple of weeks, and I was complaining, you know. I had to get my surgery. Worst, the surgery, worst two weeks of my life, probably, Damn. after that. I'm a very active guy, and... That just took life out of me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, circling back. Um, yeah, I miss soccer. But <laughs> I like playing intramurals, basketball and stuff, being competitive. So I'll look forward to getting back to that. But uh, do you want me to dive deeper about this whole soccer conversation? I was going to ask you if you ever thought about like going into like college and playing soccer. Yeah. So, uh, so what stopped you as well as getting it? I had a couple offers of D3 um, debut. And Wisconsin Whitewater, I mentioned that I went there. Um, yeah, I was uncertain of playing. I wasn't a star player, but I, you know, helped the star players on my team. There was a couple of kids that were real, real studs on my high school team, so we did pretty well. And uh, I think, I w- yeah, I just wasn't sure. I didn't know. My parents had never had an athlete before me. My parents didn't really play sports in high school. Nobody in my family really did, so they didn't know the recruiting process. I didn't know the recruiting process. I didn't know what I wanted out of a school to begin with. I didn't know what my major was going to be. So I was trying to think and consider all these other things that I felt like were more important for, than athletics at the time. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. I had to find a career and a, a path and a, a college that was going to accept me and give me a good scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't really thinking about playing soccer uh, for the longest time. Until I got a couple emails from some coaches, as I mentioned, and I went to their camps, you know, I didn't like Dubuque, like, Dubuque, I didn't even really go to their campus, I just had heard about it, it was like a really small, Uh even smaller than UIS type thing, and I was like, in the middle of Iowa, I wasn't interested (laughs) in going there. Rockford College, um, actually the coach from Whitewater, left Whitewater, their assistant, and he went to Rockford College, was trying to get me to go there, I don't want to live in Rockford, I'm sorry, I'm not interested how far away was that from home? I think it's about an hour and a half, two hours, but it's just, the college wasn't nice either. Like, it, again, it was a really, really small school. I like, UIS is small, but it has some clout, you know, because U of I system. Mm-hmm. Get my UIS, U of I degree at the end of this thing. That's what we're all here for. Exactly. But uh, then Wisconsin Whitewater was a tough one because, you know, it had a good business program. Um, but I went to their camp. And uh, I didn't really feel like special. I didn't, I didn't feel like they really cared that much that I was there. Mm-hmm. I just seemed like I was another person paying to go to this camp, you know, just for exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did one of the hardest things in my freaking life, dude. I Part of the camp was like, they're going to take you out. I, I don't know why they structured it like this, but you did a little morning workout 
um, like you know just like a little five aside like scrimmages with yeah. the team or whatever and then you went inside they talked about you know some like procedural stuff and like just about their team and the history of the team had lunch like, ate like a big subway sandwich 30 minutes later like oh yeah we're actually gonna have you guys run a 520 mile whoa cause that's like what they expect from all their players that come in I ran the mile did you make I it? ran it in 519 <laughs> and I hadn't been training for this like the whole summer so I put everything I had in that that damn mile, and uh, I literally was like about to throw up at the camp. Like after, dude, I had never run a five twenty. I maybe run like a six, stuff like. Man, didn't notice how fast I was running the field. You know, maybe I've run a lot of miles playing soccer, but not like a time five twenty around a track. That's dude. hard, bro. I'm telling you, that was one of the hardest things I have done in my life, and it really, you know, you think that would challenge me to get better, and you know. To be, you know, healthier and, you know, keep doing that. But, no, that just got me so discouraged. I hated every, every moment of that damn mile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, is this what college soccer is going to be like? And I was thinking, you know, am I going to have to do this, like, once a week and, like, you know, be tip-top shape? Or am I going to, you know, want to focus on my studies and, you know, try to you know, look at my career? So that was a turning point for me. Um yeah, and it, like I said, I ended up getting two or three offers, all from D3s. There's no money involved in that. So mm-hmm. what was the incentive really to play there other than just to play? Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually, uh, when I applied to UIS, this actually gets me kind of triggered. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But uh, I applied to UIS, you know, because, you know, for the reasons I said earlier, capital, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Small school, U of I degree. Yeah. Things I liked. Felt like a family when I came here. Mm-hmm. Small little environment. And... Uh, Applied to the school, took a couple preview days or whatever, and uh, all the while I was trying to get their the UIS coach Adam Hall gonna call him out here, and uh, <laughs> I was trying to get him to uh, you know look at my highlight film, which wasn't a great film. I didn't have that many goals or anything on there. You know, uh, I wasn't a prolific scorer. But, you know, I, I did my job. I'm fast as hell. Well, I was fast as hell prior ACL injury. We're still working on that. I got you. But uh. I sent him my highlight film, and I asked, you know, you know, can I come and you know meet with you, you know, check out the facility. Can you know, can I? I'll be a walk-on. Like I don't care. I'm, I'm getting a pretty good scholarship to go here from academics. You know, I wouldn't have minded just mm-hmm. you know walking on the first year, and uh, never got a response. Sent two or three emails. You know, I, they were really well formatted. I, most coaches that you know that I'd sent emails to, even if they weren't that interested, you know, they'd send back. Oh, there it is. I knew I was gonna voice crack. There it is. <laughs> On record. At least it came out. Now it's <coughs> done with it now. Yeah. All right. Maybe. There'll be a couple later, perhaps. Okay. But I, I'm like a 12-year-old when it comes to like puberty or whatever. I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyway, Adam Hall, back to this guy. I'm going to call him up. This dude, Didn't Adam Didn't respond. Hall. I understand he's from Scotland or whatever. You know, maybe... Maybe he's got his own recruiting like pipelines. I know most of his players are international, but honestly, looking at the team, and I'm not trying to you know just be like cocky or anything. I think there's a spot where I could have competed on the roster mm-hmm. prior to you know fucking up my knee. But again, I like to say that the phrase hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know I probably wouldn't be able here doing you know some of the other opportunities that I got if I was playing soccer, and I probably would have been pissed honestly because I. I would have been sitting on the bench, to be fair. Like, I'm not a starting caliber for that UIS roster, and I know that. <coughs> More voice cracks. You're all right. And I know that, but uh, but yeah, it, it just kind of irked me that he never, you know, had the the uh, decency to respond. Decency to respond, and you know, mm-hmm. he knew that I was going here, and I told him that I was committing to this place, and you know, and I know that there are a couple kids that you know walked on this year that I'm better than when I had my knee. Um, and it kind of feels like a waste, you know, to, to get injured playing intramurals when I could have been, you know. Oh. If I was going to get injured playing a sport, you know, I would have wished it was a competitive atmosphere. Yeah. You know? I, I, it's kind of yeah. stupid that I was an intramural, but I kind of got some revenge on it. The guy, the guy knows who I am. Like, I'm, all, I'm friends with most of the players on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to know. And uh, I'm... For student government, I'm on the Intercollegiate Athletic Committee. Nice. Which is, like, you know, in charge of, like, delegating the, some athletic tasks and stuff. And, like, it, it's a committee that basically serves, you know, to help student-athletes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
and pretty much every meeting we have like a one of the coaches coming from the the sports. Oh, nice. And <laughs> that's convenient. When I saw him come into that meeting, yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything like like expose him or something. You don't reply to my email, like you know, maybe maybe he didn't like my tape. You know, maybe my my highlight wasn't that good. Was, you know, I think I look pretty damn fast in the highlight film though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I sit down strategically right next to the guy nice and okay. Okay. he couldn't lay an eye on me bro he knew who I was mm-hmm. and he couldn't look me in the eye and, you know I, I was like you don't have the decency man you know just be like what's up man I remember you that sort of thing like, I wish I wish he kind of would have done that mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to see like where the conversation would have been but yeah I feel like if I was healthy right now going into after, after my first year of college if I had been healthy Knowing that I could manage my my workload because I got good grades the f- the first semester, second semester I was happy with it. Mm-hmm. Felt like I fit into the honors program. Everything was going well. Yeah. Had I not torn my ACL playing basketball, I think I would have tried to walk on this year at the start of this year, mm-hmm. and I think I would have gone. But that's just maybe me being confident in my abilities. But that's good. That I, I I worked hard like when I played, and I appreciated my time playing sports, but. Mm-hmm. Sort of coming to an end. This stupid knee thing is so frustrating. So yeah. that's my spiel about you know UIS soccer. Still root for them. Love the team. Love the boys. Shout out Roy. Shout out Terrence. There you go. Your housemates. But, uh, your housemates. Yeah. So it's a it's a love hate uh, relationship with me and Adam Hall. So fair enough. So now that you're here though, you're in the honors program. Yep. Like a lot of people like depending on who you ask some people like and some people can't stand it oh dude what's your knee jerk reaction about being in an honors program and I like the free laptop I'll tell you that yeah we're um, using one right now oh free to some extent I think I think there are some associated fees with it as $350 well $350 worth yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna mention that I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's free you know, make, make myself feel better about the honors program mm-hmm. um you know my parents told me not to do it they were really? like yeah they were like look dude it's your decision my sister looked into doing some honors programs when she went to college and was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. I worked hard as hell in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I didn't... The only thing that would made me mad was, like, that the, uh, the honors program didn't uh, transfer, like, Your credits. English credits. Dude, that, that annoyed me because I hated doing, like, extra writing and shit. The in- interdisciplinary writing. Mm-hmm. Love Clifford White, but hated that class, man. I hated extra writing that I felt like I I was already above and beyond. So it was just stuff I had to write, you know, over and over. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall reaction to the program, man, um, there's some areas of improvement. I like Dr. Klingshorn. I like, I like the heads of the program. I think they do a pretty good job. And I think they're kind of, they got their hands tied in terms of like trying to make it a liberal arts, you know, like interdisciplinary like learning style I think it's good to like you know open yourself up I don't like when people complain about like you know why do I have to learn this like I'm never never going to use it you know, a lot of people say that about like certain things that they mm-hmm. that they're you know learning and stuff like that but uh, I actually I, I like the diverse you know sort of learning atmosphere um, I didn't like some of my uh, other courses that you know had a little bit too much of a liberal bias I'll say mm-hmm. my who am I course to be specific that was just stupid. So if they eliminated, did a better job, you know, eliminating some biases and you know, sort of leveled out. If all the the you know, there's these question courses in the honors program. Who am I? What is good? What is power? Mm-hmm. They're interesting philosophical courses, but I think they should be all similar. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, some people really liked their courses, including myself. Mm-hmm. Some people really hated their courses, like um, myself, including yourself currently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you're missing the uh, free Olive Garden event tonight because you have to study about some stupid stuff, man. So, I, like, I don't even understand. I appreciate learning about things that you're not traditionally going to learn about, yeah. but also I'm learning about my courses about some group that lived in England, and one of my assignments was watching a Soviet Union movie that has nothing to do with England. Yeah, not really, not really much correlation there, I will say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think the the honors program wants the best for the students, and I think. They give enough benefits to make it worth it. You know, the extra money, the laptop, the idea of being graduating with honors. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, even that just distinguishes distinguishes a lot on a diploma. So, it shows you putting the extra work, and I'm gonna stick it out and you know finish out. There's only one. This is the last question course we have to do for this semester. Mm-hmm. So, 
once you're a sophomore, you're done with those, you know, courses. So it'll just be a senior seminar, which I think will be pretty, pretty straightforward. So, you know, I think I think it was well worth my time, and I, I've contributed. You know, we both contributed. We're mentors to some other honor students. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a helpful program to some extent. You know, helping people get adjusted to the school, and you know, making new connections. And I think. I think I, I'm glad I did honors rather than not do honors. So yeah. I think I'm I'm happy with my decision overall. Would you recommend it to others? Would I recommend it to others? Yeah, I think I would. If you were coming in here, um, if, you, if I believe you have the skills skill set, you were open-minded, you know, about your learning, I think mm-hmm. most people would appreciate it. But, yeah, again, the writing course seemed really annoying. I, I, I wish they didn't have that. I didn't even mind doing the science, like, you know, the biochemistry mm-hmm. environment class. Understood, you know, like you know, maybe learn about this. It was maybe helpful. I learned a few things. Um, at least it was challenging. It felt like an honors level course. Yeah. But the writing courses just seemed so excessive. If you had prior writing, I took four years of AP honors level writing in high school, and it just didn't seem like that was necessary. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I'd recommend it to anyone else. I think it was worth it. So, did you have a backup plan other than coming to college? Um, or was this like the game plan you know, from the get-go? I think it was the game plan from the get-go. Um, my parents did help a lot, you know, in saving some money, put aside. So mm-hmm. I, I credit them for that. I don't think I would have the opportunity to go into college if it wasn't for that. You know, just it would be a lot more difficult. But they didn't want me to go to community college because I didn't have my life figured out, and they wanted they wanted me to go to community college. And I was kind of I was kind of a dick. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so there's this. Uh, Scholarship that you can get uh, the the uh, community college near me called Wabanzi. I don't know if it's called the Presidential Scholarship, but it's, it's like that place, yeah. yeah, yeah, Wabanzi. So it's it's a cool place, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't where I wanted to go. My parents both went to community college and they ended up being pretty successful. So they've always stressed, you know, we saved a lot of money right away mm-hmm. by getting the gen eds out of way out of the way in community college, and you know we were happy with what our uh, you know secondary education and, and grad school was. Their experience with that, so they felt like. If you don't have your life figured out, man, go to community college, get your gen eds done. You'll probably have your life figured out by then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I was kind of like, I felt like I worked too hard in high school to go to community college. Yeah. I had so many college credits that wouldn't make it worthwhile. I would be testing out of so many gen eds. I could probably finish community college in a year and get my gen eds done. And at, at that point, I didn't want to rush anything. I didn't want to graduate early from college. I think people need to take their good experiences like college and why rush man why rush if you're having a good time um like just take it easy get 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 it done in four years not five not six mm-hmm. get it done in four years if you can yeah, i think that's a, a doable pace for everyone and you know just be happy happy with your life don't rush things but uh in terms of community college that was that was the plan they wanted me to go um because I, you know, I might come out of college with some debt now. I wouldn't. Have, I would have been debt free pretty much if I'd gone there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the application, I mentioned I was a dick <laughs> in the application process. My mom was, you know, stressing me to apply for this scholarship, and it was full coverage, full tuition for the community college. And uh, the uh, deadline hit, and uh, you know, I kind of brushed it aside. I didn't mention the uh, the scholarship. You know, I hadn't mentioned. You know, I usually told my parents, you know, I finished my application for. Ball State, finished for Marquette, finished for U- UIS, you know. <laughs> I always told them, never mentioned anything about the uh, Wabanzi presidential scholarship application. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom ended up hearing, you know, she's very active in our community in Oswego. She used to teach um, English, so she knows a lot of, like, the, she taught some English to some of, the, like, my friend's parents, you know, like, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And uh, she taught dance, like, to, like, little students, like, so she would know all the little kids growing up, like around the area and stuff like that. So one of her like you know, former clients or like students or something was like, "Oh yeah, my daughter! I'm so excited! She got the presidential scholarship from Obanzi. I'm so excited!" My mom comes home to me the next day and she's like, uh, "You know, I I think I was a little bit better of a student than this girl. Like, like maybe with some higher test scores, better GPA." My mom's like, "Oh yeah, did you hear so and so? You know, won the presidential scholarship from Obanzi." I'm like. Oh yeah, it must be nice. Like I haven't heard back yet. And then she's like, she could. My mom sees right through me when I'm relying. She she knows, and she's like, bullshit. She's like, you didn't finish that application. And I was like, nope, I didn't. She's like, are you kidding me? Like you're not gonna have a like you know backup option if any of these two other, you know, you know, cause college, like 
community college is my backup option to be fair but uh-huh. it would have been a real nice backup option if it was free exactly. right so mm-hmm. she was pretty pissed about that but i <laughs> i didn't want the option at all so i just eliminated the option for myself and i felt like you know i'm gonna start making decisions that i feel like are best for me i think that was a really you know it was a, it was a dick move but it was a growing moment in my life you know i feel like i i stood up and said you know i, I want to go somewhere and I, I, you know i was a very indecisive I still think I'm a little bit indecisive, but uh, that was that was one decision I'm happy with. I'm happy I chose UIS. I love it here. I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything, even the most prestigious places. You know, you know I mean, I say it now. If I got a full ride to Harvard, I'd go. But <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, I I love this place. I I, I really like it. So mm-hmm. you're not in any rush. No, I'm not in a rush. I'm gonna finish for four years. Maybe go to grad school. I don't know about going here, but maybe somewhere else. But you have any preference on where you want to live after college? Um, I like Arizona, man. But uh, interesting. If you want to get deep, I guess we could get a little bit deep here. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna end up moving away from home. Um, like, probably I, I won't move far because I have my brother uh, home. He's he's got some disabilities. He's mm-hmm. he's deaf. He's autistic. Has on the Tourette's like sin like. He's, like, got Tourette's now, too, mm-hmm. so, you know, he's got all these problems, and, uh, yeah, if we're being honest, I'm, I'm probably going to be his, his main, get, like, caretaker and stuff when my parents are, you know, when they when they pass on and stuff, so I want to be there. I want to be involved in his life, you know, going forward, so I'll probably end up getting a job that's <clears throat> somewhere close to home because mm-hmm. me and me and him are, he's, he's one of my best friends, like, he is my best friend in the world, man, and, uh. So I want to be there for his big moments. Um, I, I got the opportunity to go to one of his basketball games, you know, um, just coming home from winter break. And uh, he was notorious for not really not really giving a shit about basketball. <laughs> you know, he, just, he was just in it because he, he, you know, he kind of modeled like what I was doing. He saw I would play basketball sometimes, so he wanted to join in mm-hmm. and kind of figure out the game. It's different in Special Olympics. It's obviously not that, like, serious or anything. But he – this is the first game I had seen in a long time. You know, I – I hadn't seen one since like he played last season, which it was like really like not very serious. Mm-hmm. But these were like tournaments and stuff that he was entering. He was notorious for not going past the half court line, really, uh, like on any like well, not not the half court, the free throw line, either side. <laughs> so he wouldn't dribble past like the free throw line because he was scared because you know all these people were like bunched up, yeah, like trying to get the rebounds and stuff. When I was at the game, dude, I don't know if it was just me being there or what. He completely flipped the script, man. This kid had like. 14 points. Nice. He was like getting grabbing rebounds in between traffic. Okay. It was like nothing I ever seen, bro. I was so proud of the kid, but but yeah. So I love that kid with all my heart, man. He's I'm uh I'll I'll be, I'll be sticking around the area if if I go somewhere to work I'll be making trips back home and stuff because we got it set up so like you know when my parents you know end up you know, dying or whatever that I'm I'm gonna be the one taking care of them and, and I want to be so. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the most special people in my life and definitely one of the people that, you know, has motivated me to, like, be at my highest level because, you know, when you deal with all the cognitive issues that he has and all the, all the, you know, he was doing great. And, and uh, so, so a little backstory. So, like, my, in Oswego, we all, all my, my family went to this junior high called Thompson. And uh, we have four siblings in my family. I have two sisters and my brother, one, one older sister, one younger sister, younger brother. So I'm like second, you know. I, I was never a kiss up student. I got I got I got shit done, mm-hmm. but I never like was like a kiss up to my my teachers or anything. All my other three siblings, total like kiss ups, including my brother. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's he's not quite there like socially, but like he'd be going up to his teacher and be like, "Oh, I love your makeup" or stuff like that. So you know, he was like a little bit of like a little bit of a dog, you know, a little player. But uh, there's this award at Thompson called the top tiger it's for like the best student of the year oh yeah each of my three siblings won that i did not win that award <laughs> so you know my my, my my older sister wins it i'm like i'm banking on you know i would sit there fingers crossed i'm like dude i gotta win you know i mentioned earlier i'm competitive as hell i want to compete with my sister you know win but i wasn't a kiss up that wasn't my, my my way but yeah my brother was doing great in about sixth or seventh grade you know he was because he got the cochlear implant when he was young. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, pretty much being deaf wasn't really a problem. You know, we, we communicate sign language if he needed anything. 
but you know, sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade, we started to phase out sign language. He didn't really need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was uh, doing his own thing. You know, being able to hear, just sort of dealing with some autistic tendencies. You know, things such as he he loves stuff like weather. He loves shadows. Um, he loves sunsets. He's just obsessed with time and calendars and stuff like that. And those are really things that get him triggered. When when things don't go his way, it's usually something time related, weather related. He gets mad if you know the the forecast isn't you know forecasted the correct way, stuff like that. He'll just he'll get a little bit ticked about that. But he had that stuff under control. Um, you know, sixth, seventh grade. You know, sort of kind of before you hit your peak in like puberty. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was just sort of still a kid. And yeah. he got he had, he got it he got his adolescent years figured out. So he he was on top of things. He won the top Tiger Award, the best student at the school. Yeah, he wasn't obviously competing in like honors classes or anything. He was a little bit behind, but he was just someone that everyone loved universally. And that that kid's a, a shining light in the in the in the high school now, and he was in middle school back then. But yeah, the, the last couple of years he's been dealing with some Tourette's, man, and. They just diagnosed him with that recently. I think it's partially because of the hormonal imbalances, you know, with puberty. And he already had, like, cognitive imbalances mm-hmm. with autism. Uh, he doesn't have any genetic problems, but, you know, just, just things like that that, it, that trouble him. And uh, it's just, I, I tell you, man, it's, it's so interesting to deal with someone that has a disability. Mm-hmm. And my perspective has totally changed. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's one fight I've ever been in in my life. And I was in, like, about sixth or seventh grade. And nobody really bullied my brother because everyone knew my sister. People knew me. But you know, there's other kids that you know are. I think I think the worst disability you could have as a uh, as a person is sort of an invisible one, mm-hmm. where you seem like you're normal in society, and you sort of you you fit in with everything, but you're just socially not there. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Aspergers stuff like that. Smaller disabilities, like where people. Like seem completely normal, but deep down they have a disability. So they're more they're more likely to get bullied because people think they're normal. They don't think they have a disability. Mm-hmm. They they're more likely to get bullied. Like someone that clearly has a disability. My brother, he does these like little ticks and like uh, like tendencies where he like will like you know shake or stuff like that because he has like Tourette's now. It's very unlikely someone's gonna bully him unless you're just a real fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Like if you see someone's blind, you're not gonna bully them unless you're just a real shit human being. Yeah. But those those people that you know are, are sort of the invisible disabilities that I really feel for and feel like in society that are it's just so tough. Like when you have like like you know, you're on the autism spectrum, you're you're Asperger's, you just might not fit in socially and nobody else recognizes that you have a disability. And it's it's tough. So all that being said, dude, um yeah, my brother is circling back. I kinda went on a rant, but you know, no, you're okay. Passionate, bro. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, my brother, you know, he's going to be a big part of, like, my future. And uh, he loves to travel. So I'm going to be traveling a lot in the future, whether it's with him. And, uh, you know, it's it's important that I find someone in my life, you know, love interest that I feel like will. That's a big thing for me. Like, someone that I feel like will fit in with my brother. Because he's going to be with me my entire life, man, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's different than maybe than some people. I'm not just looking for some, some good-looking face. It's got to be someone that I feel like, you know. Can fit in with my family, fit in with my brother, and uh, so yeah, that's maybe that's why I haven't dated someone in a while. But but uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's a different issue. But yeah, I'd love to move, you know, somewhere where me and my brother are both comfortable in the future. So, but that'll be a couple years down. I think I, I'm still gonna have some time, you know, unless un- something unforeseen happens to my parents, you know, to uh, to be able to experience life on my own. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll hope that's not for a very long time. Yeah, knock on wood. No. Nope. I was trying I mean. to figure out what you were doing. You are knocking on wood. <laughs> so, yeah. I always play it safe. But, yeah. So, like, the fact that you will eventually have to be your brother's take care, like, caretaker, has that ever just, like, weighed on you? Have you ever felt like like it was unfair to you? Or do you feel like that's just a part of being family and that's just what it is? Yeah, I think it's... You know, it's tough, man. Growing up, like, I was always... uh. I have a lot of male friends um, because, like, probably to compensate the fact that, you know, I didn't have a brother, you know, growing up, you know, throwing baseball away. Play, I love sports. I want to do stuff with them. Mm-hmm. But it was a different experience growing up, you know, having to learn a different language almost. And uh, it was just completely different. I, you know, sometimes I almost wished for, like, a normal brother. But <clears throat> looking back on it, that was just childish and adolescent me talking because 
the kids taught me a lot. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, just overcoming stuff that is so simple compared to like what he's had to deal with is a main reason I, you know, I've been able to get through a lot of what I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as like uh, just it bearing on me, man, I I don't I don't think it really does right now. It hasn't maybe it hasn't hit me yet. Mm-hmm. It probably will hit me, you know, when the time comes that I have to be step up and stuff like that. But you know, my parents are doing like a good job, like preparing, you know, putting putting aside some of the money. They they told me like about like the will and stuff. This is all some dark shit, man. You're okay. But, like, but yeah, yeah, but like details of like the will that there'll be money set aside, you know, hopefully to you know help you know take care of my brother and stuff like that in the future for me, you know, just to to be able to give him a good space. So yeah, my parents are eventually looking to move because you know he's not he's not gonna move out of the house ever. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in the house his whole life, but uh, they want to give him a, a different space, like where we live in Oswego right now. I can't see them leaving Oswego or, or going too far, even though my dad complains about you know the property taxes or, or whatever all the time. But you know my dad works in the in Illinois, and my mom has so many connections in Oswego, so they might move a little bit outside of the town. And uh, I think they want to either build a place or like has a have a place that has an existing structure where you know either like a sort of a sort of like a loft for him mm-hmm. to give him some independence. You know, try to you know teach him some real world things like 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 you know uh, like, <laughs> using a microwave stuff like that you know <laughs> using an oven I got you. so they want to give him a little like whether it's like a duplex or like you know give him his own space give the kids some space because let him get some independence yeah so that's the goal you know try to teach him as much as you can but he uh yeah he'll I think he'll have a job this summer actually he uh <clears throat> the kid loves you know organization as I mentioned you know he loves patterns, weather, time, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. one of his favorite things to do is to go to, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Raging Waves. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of the place. Biggest water park in Illinois. Uh, outdoor water park in Illinois, I should say. Um, cool place. You can check it out. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, make a trip up to Oswego, uh, Yorkville area sometime in the summer. But uh, they have this, you know, they got an arrangement of like, like lawn chairs, whatever, beach chairs. Mm-hmm. My brother's favorite thing to do. You know, after he's maybe gone on, like, the wave pool, Lazy River, maybe a couple of kiddie slides. You know, he's, he's still a kid at heart. Yeah. Um, there you go. Favorite thing to do is he goes around and he, uh, I don't know if you know, like, how, like, lifeguards at the end of the shift have to put down the chairs. Mm-hmm. He goes and he puts down all the chairs and he organizes them back the way that they should be. Nice. Because when he first, like, went there, you know, he sort of, like, memorizes the layout of the place. So he, like, knows what's up. He knows, like, what's going on. And, yeah, that's, like, one of his favorite things to do. And multiple times he's had like lifeguards come up to him and like give him money, like, give him a five dollar bill, something like that. Oh, like, oh look, you did my job for me. Like I was gonna have to do this like in an hour, you know, or like in thirty minutes when we closed. So they actually had him talk to the manager, and you know, he actually turned 16, 17, so like he'll he'll be eligible to work now oh. this summer. So well, that's cool. My mom's gonna try to get him a job, and you know, she likes to go bathe out in the sun, so she can she can do that, get a little tan, and uh, you know, hopefully have him you know doing his. Doing his job, earning a couple bucks. So, okay. yeah, we just love. I just love to see him progressing, man. And it's uh, it's it's tough with all the disabilities, man. But it keeps me honest. Made me who I am today. So, so you think your brother being in the situation that he is has made you a better person as oh, a result? Good, hundred percent. Yeah, couldn't say anything more about the kid. So, going for hours, but love the kid to death. Good brother. I try, man. I try. Well, here's the big question for you, Nolan. Yes, sir. Like, on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, it's what we do. Like, we talked about your interests, career potential. We talked about family. What makes you happy? Here we go. This is the the actual true pursuit of happiness. Um, The times I am most happiness, and, you know, maybe this fucks with my head a little bit, and I'll explain why in a bit. Um... Family parties, bro. Hands down. The Flaherty's and our affiliates, you know, my mom's <laughs> side, you know, we throw some some good family parties. Nice. And, you know, it is just the most enjoyable time ever. It's, you know, around Christmas time, we have family picnics and stuff in the summer and stuff like that. So, it's, it's uh, just getting together with family and being around them. 
and uh, you know, just being my myself in those situations, mm-hmm. getting excited, you know, talking to family members about what I'm up to, you know, hearing about them. I have a pretty big, uh, um, I guess it's not that big, but we have we have a nine cousins on one side. Um, we call them, call ourselves the Fine Nine. Nice. Uh, it was a, it was a given name by my grandma, and uh, you know, she's just we're we're her pride and joy, and uh, so every year, every Christmas, it's my favorite time of the year, just. Go up to Wisconsin, whether I go to Ottawa, Illinois, I have other family there. Um, those are the two main places that I go for like an event. But yeah, just getting together with family, dude. That's that's where I'm best. That's where I feel like I'm really genuinely happy. That's where I can put a moment on. Well, I'm just sitting back, looking at all the people, you know, in a living room, in a basement, just knowing I'm around people that I love. Mm-hmm. And you know, back to you know why it kind of messes with me, dude. Is yeah, I psych myself out about you know. Yeah, some of my cousins, you know, bring a girl around or something like that, you know. And that's something that's just having someone that fits into my family, as I mentioned, you know, just whether it's with my brother, you know, my other family members, is something that is so important to me. And the worst thing I feel like I could do is just bring someone around my family that was just, that I felt like wasn't right, the right fit. And, you know, just be, I don't want to be with someone and have it be so awkward with my family. Mm-hmm. I want them to just gel immediately because my family is so cool. It's so easy to get like get along with. We have a great time anytime we get together, and uh, so yeah, that's been one of my concerns. You know, I'm just kind of anxious about you know just finding that right person. And you know, maybe I overthink it a bit, but or maybe I don't even give people the opportunity to because you know, I've never never really brought any of my girl prior girlfriends. You know, just. Or like flings, things, whatever the hell you want to call them. Like when they're not officially your girlfriend. I've never brought anyone really around. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I have such a good time on my own. Who is going to add to my, my happiness that much, you know, with, with my family? So I had to, to really find someone that, could, that I feel like is going to fit in. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big priority of mine going forward, you know. Just looking for that right person. Mm-hmm. Someone that will gel with my family because... We just have an unbelievable time every time that uh, we're together. So, yeah, that's my pursuit of happiness, dude. I'm, I'm pursuing someone, you know, just make my family, make me happy. So, I'm not. I don't think I'm just pursuing a woman, but yeah, that's that's, that's when I'm happy I with my family. I respect that. So, but you are a single man. I am a single man, dude. Right. I'm, uh, I'm I'm living my life, you know. I think that's I'm busy good. right now, dude, to be honest. I don't think I could really be a good boyfriend right now. I'm kind of, uh, I got a lot of things going on, so mm-hmm. it's just hard to, hard to manage it all. That's that's the problem. I've never really been in like a hugely serious relationship, maybe four or five months, but, but, uh, yeah, nothing where I was like working this hard in college and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I gotcha. Well, I'd. You have anything that we haven't talked about? Um, you know, you have, you have gotten to some of the deep places of me. I don't know why. I, I just enjoy talking to you, but I feel like you're an easy person to just open up to. I try to be, and I think it helps out we're friends, but yeah. I, like, try to be, I you're not the first person to say that to me. Yeah, I think it's a good compliment also. But, you. uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I think I've covered the basics covered a, a lot a lot more than the basics there's nothing wrong with that I had some beef with Adam Hall along the way that dickhead nah, <laughs> I'm sure he's a, a nice sure guy, guy gentleman family man. Man. but didn't look at my highlight no big deal man no big deal my bad could have been a D2 athlete uh, hey like have you ever thought about rehabbing your knee and seeing oh, if it's dude it's done I hate it that's it make you offended or anything it's not no coming yeah, back. Everyone asks you like, "Oh man, you rehabbing that shit, bro?" I'm like, "No." I tell you, bro, I have done the hardest rehab. I've gone so hard in physical therapy. They they were actually they were so impressed like with the stuff that I was doing. You know, I went to a local ATI here in Springfield, mm-hmm. and I was like one of the only people because you do these side steps when you have your ACL because you lose all your lateral pretty much movement with mm-hmm. your your knee if you tear your ACL. And uh, you had to do these side steps with uh, the band, the band, dude. Mm-hmm. Awful. But I, I got up to the black um, band, which was the highest band, the most tension. Most and I was so like proud of my most resistance. Yeah, most resistance. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I have some tension when I'm talking about it. Um, but yeah, most resistance. And uh, they were like, dude, you're one of the only people, you know, to do that. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I must be great. You know, I'm way ahead of the curve. But then, you know, I come back from like a gym session, like, you know, just some light running. And there's still some deep pain, bro. It's, it's, I don't know when it's going to go away. It's probably going to be a while. But I mean, it's only been about eight months. So, you know, I've been able to do some running, some stuff like that, some mm-hmm. some weightlifting, stuff that I just enjoy doing on my free time. So Well, that's good. So, yeah, I've, I've been trying to rehab, but I, I don't see a pathway back to, you know, competitive sports. And that's unfortunate because, like I said, I probably would have probably would have walked on or at least tried to. Because mm-hmm. I, I had known some of the players on the team. I feel like, you know, they could at least vouch for me to say that, you know, I'm a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. if Roy's listening right now, he, Roy knows that I'm faster than him. So, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, they could have vouched me you know, with their coach and been like, yeah, oh, this guy, you know, he's a little bit of a clown, you know, but he'll join the team, you know. Mm-hmm. And the coach would have been like, oh, yeah, I've seen his highlight film, but you know, I, I didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't consider him because I'm an ass. But, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm still working the rehab, hoping to get back some intramural sports probably next year, you know. Okay. I'm coming for you, DG, bro. You're not going to tear my ACL this time. You gonna try to play Emerald soccer? Yeah, probably uh, in the fall of like this year or next year. So no. that'll be nice. Emerald basketball and Emerald soccer. Sounds like a party to me. Uh, as much as a as much of a party as UIS has. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've been throwing a couple. We threw a couple nice parties. P two. I was with fam. I went there a couple times. Yeah. So party time. Might be party time this weekend. Oh really? Could be. I don't know. Okay. So we'll see. All right, keep us updated on that one. <laughs> I know we got a lot of fans of P2 parties listening. But yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm excited for what's to come, man. Um, I'm not not to be cocky, but I feel like I got a bright future ahead. I think you have a lot of potential, man. I think we both do, man. It's all and I I, I just uncapped potential. I'm, I'm ready to just explode on whatever. I'm gonna explode on this new job, man. I gotta tell you, man. I'm so excited to work for this research organization, finance budgeting policy stuff that I love and uh, I'm just gonna throw myself at it throw myself at whatever whatever comes next so that's what I do I think you got a lot of passion and that's important yep so alright well first off he's single ladies just FYI (laughs) I had a very good time I hope everybody listening enjoyed this I'm gonna tag you on Instagram and I will. Uh, Is that okay? Happily repost, my friends. Sweet, it's a whole excited thing. to listen to this. I think it'll be pretty good. It's. I'm glad that we're back. I have J Rose scheduled next on the. J Rose, dude. I know. Hey man. Pardon? I'm glad I didn't have to follow him. He's quite the guy. I, yeah, I feel like he's gonna be a big one. But I also think plenty of people are interested in this one as well. Yeah, it'll be. It'll I be interesting. I wish I could have heard a little bit more from you. I, I kind of ranted a bit, but no, uh, it's okay. Felt necessary. A lot of this is me getting to know the people, or at least helping people get to know the people I interview. Yeah. I think you're an interesting and enjoyable person, so I wanted you to be on the podcast. Well, I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate what you're doing. You got a passion for it too, so keep it up. I'm gonna try my best, and who knows? Maybe by the time we graduate, you'll come back on one more time. You never yes, know. Yes, sir. All right, Noel. Right, I appreciate guys. you. There was a handshake ensuing, listeners. <laughs> yeah. We are shaking hands. <laughs> now I'm slapping his hand. Yes. All right. Thanks everyone for listening, and please don't forget to pursue your happiness. And I can't wait to hear from you guys. And I will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>